If you've studied writing or any sort of creative endeavor, you know the importance of studying the works of artists you want to emulate, right? Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes in the process of immersing myself in the techniques of my favorite interviewers, Buster Olney of the Baseball Tonight podcast, Don't Judge, and Krista Tippett of On Being, I forget that I'm supposed to be learning from them, and every now and then I get frustrated because I'm not like them. I'm Tracy Winchell, co-creator and host of the Reboots Podcast at RebootsPodcast.com. This is Lesson 3 in Series 2 of Tracy's Tiny Reboots. We're celebrating more than 12 months of podcasting and interviewing more than two dozen people about their life and business reboots. During May, every day, we're sharing one of 30 lessons learned from our experience. So my first on-air radio gig was pretty much an accident. I had a college internship at the famed KAAY in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oldies 1090, the mighty 1090, legendary in the 60s and 70s. And I was there in the 80s, by the way. Um, my job was to record races at Oaklawn Park in Hot Springs from a live feed so that the on-air DJ, the legendary David B. Treadway, could play the races and the results 30 minutes after the races ran. And that was just some weird and inane, I guess, state law required that. Anyway, between races, I had plenty of time to play with the reel-to-reel equipment. And so, as any 19-year-old in a room full of expensive toys would do, I played DJ. It turns out that the microphone was kind to my voice. David B. and the program manager, my boss, Rick McGee, heard me dorking around and told me that if I lost the Arkansas accident, I might be a mighty fine DJ. So another incredibly talented friend, television anchor and friend at KARK-TV, where I intern at night, told me that to be great at on-air work, I needed to be reading superb cop copy written for the ear. Charles Kuralt at that time said my friend Carolyn Long was the best. So I bought his book and every night I practiced reading his scripts from On the Road with Charles Kuralt into a recorder. And at first it was really frustrating because I couldn't tell a difference in my delivery from one day to the next. And so I stopped listening to the previous day's recording or the same day's work. And in fact, I quit listening to each day's recording altogether for a while. Instead, I read every night, but I only listened every week or so, and I would listen to the first track and then the most recent track. You can probably figure out the difference was marked. I was making progress. And what's the point? Had I compared myself to my Emmy Award-winning friend, Carolyn, on my, or my super-talented friend, David B., I'd probably have given up. They had a lot more experience. And heck, I'd have probably quit if I had compared same-day Tracy to previous-day Tracy, because day-to-day, we don't notice much, do we? 
It's easier for a friend you haven't seen in a few weeks to notice you've lost 10 pounds, right? So, if I want to develop interview skills like Buster Olney by asking Major League Baseball players or, or my guests fun and interesting questions the way he does Major League Ball players, then I need to prepare like he does. I have to do my homework before the interviews. I have to be prepared with questions that I think would be interesting by unearthing something unusual about my next guest. And I need to be relaxed during the interview and willing to express delight at the answers I get and then to be ready to ask an unexpected follow-up on the fly. Now, if I want to be more like Krista Tippett, I need to speak more quietly probably. I need to react audibly not so often when my guest is saying something interesting. I need to listen well and to not interrupt. Now, do you get frustrated when you're trying to master a skill? Is there something right now that you're trying to do and you think you're never going to be good enough? Maybe you're thinking about quitting because it's not fun. Maybe it's because you're comparing your progress to the wrong human. You're the only human you can influence, right? This goes back to yesterday's episode with Andy Traub, who said, be you, not your hero. So think about this. What can you do to capture a snapshot of you doing that thing? Keep working at that skill. A few weeks later, capture another snapshot and compare that you against the previous you. And then, if you still think you haven't improved, and if you're still not having fun, then give yourself permission to quit. Or just pause for a while. But you know what? I bet that doesn't happen. I bet you start having fun. Now, Sunday, we're going to dive into what I've learned about navigating reboots. It's, it's a small sample size in the grand scheme of humans who have navigated reboots, because we all have to navigate reboots, right? But I've asked nearly 30 people about their reboots. We've aired 25. And I think I've established enough commonality to understand that it takes at least four ingredients for us to navigate profound changes in our lives, whether we're forced into those changes unexpectedly or if we decide it's time to do something different with our business or our lives. In the meantime, I'd really like to hear from you. Ask me a question about lessons learned from... Uh, asking people about their life, faith, recovery, business, and creative reboots, or ask me what I've learned about producing podcasts for a solid year. If you're on Anchor FM, uh, it's really easy to do. Just you know, hop on a call and ask me a question about Series 2 of Tracy's Tiny Reboots, featuring 30 lessons learned from a year of reboots. Until tomorrow, I'm Tracy Winchell, Deo Valente.